Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 473's After Show. I saw your recent message on the board here about your daughter. You made the joke that your daughter can only order appetizers at homecoming. No, no, no. Appetizers. Appetizer. Oh, a single appetizer. Singular. Oh, since super be, chat has, because has dried up not a lot of super chat is getting months. expensive folks so we both have kids who are freshmen mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and someday they will marry and will be mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> somehow related i don't, I don't know. know i don't know about this yeah that's true i don't know if my kid would settle for Allie. <laughs> Yes, that's definitely that's definitely how that conversation uh, will go. I'm sure. Yeah, I, it knows my kid. Um, uh, is she doing? So she's doing homecoming. She was. Yes, she it is. Uh, was she asked by anybody? Yes. Oh, so I mean, and this is the difference between a boy and a girl. My son's going to homecoming. I actually went to Men's Warehouse with him this weekend to or this past weekend to pick out a nice outfit because he has like a little bit of dressy clothes, but he grows so fast. He's Mm -hmm. like six foot six now that we have never really bothered to invest in any dress clothes. So now it's like, well, I don't think you're going to grow much more, maybe another two inches and let's get you a nice suit jacket and, you know, maybe a pair of slacks, but him and his buddies are all going together. It's, Mm. it's like, it's like a, it's a group thing because none of them have dates. And, um, mm. and they're, they're, they're all freshmen. One of the freshmen that's on the volleyball team, he has made it abundantly clear that his goal by the end of the year is to get asked to prom by one of the juniors and seniors. Wow. That's a lofty goal. The, and granted Who plans on that. This kid, unless he's quite the stud, it's not, it's not my son. I'll tell you that Who it's plans it's, on that. It's, it's one of the kids on his volleyball team. Who's relatively athletic. Um, but he's still a skinny freshman, just like, and he is very, um, confident in himself. Nice kid, but just very confident. Like he's got goals, but doesn't have a homecoming date. I don't know if he has a homecoming date. Uh, I, this... I don't know if he's going with the boys or not, but okay. they, they, they did plan on meeting there at some point cause they're all on the volleyball team. But so anyway, um, I mean, it's good to have a goal, but I... It, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, wow, as a freshman, your goal is to get asked because to in order to go, you have to be asked by a junior or a senior because those are the only two that are allowed yeah. to go to prom. So you have to get asked, but you're allowed to go if you get asked. Just like I know, I, I chuckled at the idea of it, I, thinking like yeah, that seems who's asking who's what junior well, senior is asking. I wouldn't. Have, I mean, yeah. he he's great kid. Like I said, pretty athletic. I don't know if I'd consider him a, a stud, but. Mm. We'll see. Maybe. All right. It, well, yeah. everyone's so got this, goals. this weekend uh, in the Pewaukee area, which and, is where I live, and over and here in Bayside, Bayside uh, we, we live about 30 to 35 minutes apart, uh, for anyone that cares. Um, I'm west side of Milwaukee, and Johnny's on the north side. And so, uh, yes, Allie, my daughter, who I just posted a picture of during National Daughters Day yesterday, uh, she was asked... By a gentleman I don't know. A gentleman she wasn't expecting to get asked from. Wow. Uh, he seems nice enough. Uh, plays soccer. He was within the standard every year practice now, I think, of some kind of prop or thing to do so uh, mm. in asking her, as they've gotten way crazy and out of hand over this last decade or two. 
because uh, it wasn't a thing when you no and I were, no like, no you, you just it, you just straight up asked you straight up asked there was it no was just, creativity to it no you you weren't really. making signs or or, or or bleaching lawns or whatever you any wanted of to. that stuff they're doing it's, yeah uh, he gave her a volleyball as my daughter's on the volleyball team and it had written on it uh, I'd kill to go for you to go to a homecoming with me or something like that. Playing on the volleyball theme, but if you don't know that, it's you know, a little creepy. Little yeah, creepy. I'd kill to be able to go to uh, Hoko, mm-hmm. which is another thing I hate. But uh, yeah, I'd uh, kill yeah. to go to homecoming with you or something of that nature. And it's just, there is. I get it. I get it. It's a hundred percent a volleyball term. I'm not an idiot. However, to hand anyone something that says I'd kill to do this with you, even if it is a play on words. You know, there's they already have T-shirts. You know, I really dig you, or something. Just to write, I'd kill. I, you know, maybe I'm just being this silly. I'm being silly. I get it, but at the same time, I don't know that I'd, are you, I'd ever put I'd kill to go. You're not, and you're not the type as a male to write that to a female. No, that's 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 a little creepy. I mean, they're young. They don't maybe have the full concept of. I mean, they do, but because it's just a, it's yeah. such a volleyball term. Of course, it is. it'd be weird if if she wasn't in volleyball, and yeah. and then he then played yeah. on that reference. So, anyway, that's. I- that's where it is. I've got more on homecoming, but go on. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are you are you doing the full so, dad thing? Is like, is he going to come over and pick her yeah, up? Are no, you going to so like meet them? It, are you are you going to be the driver and he like sit in the front seat? Like, get in, kids. We're going to dinner. <laughs> you said you'd kill, huh? <laughs> well, I put up a net between the two of you. <laughs> I'll spike your face in it. No, uh, they are meeting in a subdivision. Uh, one a subdivision adjacent to us. Or down the road from us has a uh, I don't want to call it a rec room. They have like a, a gathering room with their pool area, blah blah blah. That all of the girls are then uh, going to meet t- together at, where they're going to meet with okay. the guys. Pictures will be done there. Then one of the cool things that uh, a restaurant in our local community, a very small community, they have a homecoming menu set up where it's like six or eight options. Sure, but you get your drink, your your Obviously, some kind of soft drink or water. You get your drink, you get the meal, tax and tip and gratuity, everything's included. And it's just like one flat fee. It's kind of nice. For all like of their eight items. Obviously, it makes it easy on them. And it makes it easy so that, you know, the restaurant's not getting entirely screwed or stiff probably by kids that may or may not understand yeah, how not, things yeah, like tipping not gonna. So it's just a flat fee. Um, so they're doing that. Uh, pictures, then going there. Then the dance, and then it sounds so, like a gathering. I, I'm the jury's out on to how co-ed the post <laughs> gathering is, but it will be at someone else's house. That has. A I lot just think of you in ninth grade, because um, I knew you in ninth. Because I was a good. You were not boy. You were not. I was too. You were not. That's subjective. You were not. Anyway, this gentleman. Um, <laughs> I hope this gentleman is nothing like you. In he grade, is. For God's sake. <laughs> uh, my daughter it was unexpectedly asked by him. That's awesome. She thinks he's great, and uh, but they they are they're you know essentially so, they're friends right d- now. It, it, is she? And most of her friends have dates but mm-hmm. a few don't and they're still collectively gro- going as yeah, a, a relatively we did, large group and we did that a lot in in, in those 
uh, first couple dances in high school. And again, for, for us, ninth grade wasn't, well, we were freshmen, but we weren't in the high school for us. That yeah. was our last year of like we, what we called uh junior, junior high. high is what it was called for us. Um, did you have to do the whole dress shopping? Did you already have something? Uh, thankfully, a uh, friend of the family had a very, uh, she had actually a couple different options for dresses that were essentially hand-me-downs, which she's totally good with. Uh, getting a pair of shoes was her only concern, which is kind of funny because as we know, not as we know, but um, high heels, so to speak, aren't allowed on the at the, at the gym and at the dance. No. So it's like a lot of girls are kind of faced with this thing of like, well, we're going to get fancy shoes to essentially take pictures and then take and them off, may, wear flats. Yeah, maybe go, maybe wear those to dinner, and then the rest of the night they can't wear those shoes hmm. anyway. So I feel like, all right, well. How about I just when I take pictures, they don't, you know, they just don't cut your feet. cut their feet off on all the pictures, so no girl sees their feet. Like, oh, and then good you guys could all idea. wear, you know, your chucks or whatever you're going to uh, wear. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, that that part was being addressed. Uh, the dress is all taken care of. Of course, there's the boutonniere corsage, you know, corsage boutonniere mm. conversation to be had. I think that's being uh, all taken care of. Yeah, it's. I mean, clearly, you and I are going to grow up with some. Very different yet semi similar experiences. Just the fact that our oh. our kids are of the same similar oh, way age. different experiences. Yeah. you you have a boy and I have two you, girls. You you, ha- so. you have two well liked attractive girls, and they are going. And so your high school experience is going to be different than my six foot six nerdy son <laughs> who had his friends over just to. You, yesterday because they had a day off school yesterday to watch monty python like they wanted to watch because my son's trying to plan a halloween costume like a group halloween costume where they all dress up as um the spanish inquisition Mm. it's a monty python thing so two completely and again there's zero shock from anybody out there that my kid's going to be the the giant goofy kid Mm. and that's fine he looks great in his suit I love it. You know, he looks like a, a, a mini adult. I have to tell my son probably like, listen, if a girl asks you to dance, say yes. And you will have to tell your daughter, if a boy asks you to dance, let me know and probably say no first. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to be two di- completely different yeah. high school we will, experiences. We will, def- we will definitely so, uh, have them. And, and I, I was just thinking even just very generically as boys and girls, yes, they, we, they will both traverse through high school personalities mm-hmm. and other things aside just straight up boys versus girls will have two very different experiences yeah my sure, son so. went to the meeting today for what's called fear which is i think something engineering and robotics mm-hmm. i forget exactly so to join the robotics team at at at, uh, at his high school so he's he's really excited for that mm-hmm. which unfortunately means he can't join the swim team because mm-hmm. it's at the same time I, which he's probably more excited about he doesn't he he enjoyed swim. He loves to swim. He doesn't love practice. Yeah. So he, he is excited to not probably be on swim team. But that's I would love it if he was on swim team. I love that he's on the gonna be on the robotics team. I would you know, I would love it if he could also do swim because sure. being the size he is, it, he could be built like 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 a brick shit house, mm-hmm. as the saying goes, if he were to like just make sure to stay in shape. And I'm not concerned at this point about like his metabolism and whatnot, but you know he could definitely uh, 
turn some heads at some point with his size. We, when we went to get, we went to men's warehouse to grab, like I said, a suit jacket and whatnot. And the, the gentleman that helped us was 19. He was working there. He was telling us all about like the, I, I, of course I'm sitting there talking with this kid about, you know, your busy seasons and this and that. Cause it was yeah. mildly busy now. And he's like, yeah, this is nothing compared to the end of the year when prom you've got and, prom and weddings and all this other stuff. Um, but he was asking my kid, he was like, Oh, he literally he's like, what kind of car do you drive? And my son's like, I don't drive a car. I'm 14. And the guy's jaw hit the floor. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, as he's towering over. You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's as tall as me. He's six yeah. foot six. And my, and the, and the dude's like, you're 14. Mm-hmm. And, and my son's like, yeah, what? Like, and, <laughs> and he's like, you say that like, it's no big deal. And I'm like, well, we're, it isn't like, it's just who we are. And, and he's <laughs> just like, giants. And, and, and we're literally giant people. And so he, the the gentleman who was at men's warehouse helping us pulled two other employees. <laughs> look at this. Look at yeah. this freak show. Yeah. He's like, guess how old this kid is. And he <laughs> asked like two or three other employees. And, and the other employees are like, I don't know. He's like 15 or 16. And then he's like, no, he's 14. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, let's just get my kid a suit jacket. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to start charging tickets. Yeah, look, just at to look at the freak, freak show. Look at the yeah, freak show. Freak um, but yeah, it's, it's a totally different, uh, different experience but i'm excited to see what what's coming because i kind of had to talk my kid into going to homecoming like some of the boys were like well we don't have dates and we're not good i'm like yeah i'm like you don't need it like go to go as a group there'll be a group of girls that go without dates and you just you know apparently my son was telling me that there are girls that are like literally it, it sounds so weird and desperate but they walk around with signs like that they're looking for dates and you like apparently there's like a donut thing like don't like donut ask me to to i don't exactly know he tried to explain it to me like colored bracelets that yeah yeah, like a bracelet like i'm still looking for one or not yeah i i I don't i don't claim to understand the kids these days but um i'm I'm excited that uh that we're getting into this point where it's going to be an interesting couple years certainly yeah, there's there's gonna be Allie. Yeah. There's no dance cards. There, Doxen. There's yet. gonna be Allie going to these things, and then there's gonna be Mackenzie. And well, we'll, I, we'll have different. Yeah, conversations. I was gonna say I can't wait for your other daughter. I can. I can. <laughs> we'll have different conversations when she's doing these things. But uh, yeah, so uh, game yeah. is Friday night. Well, first there's a parade. Yeah, uh, we'll the, they the... gotta do the floats because they're in volleyball. Yeah. Game is Friday. One of them's in cheer. So the game's Friday night. Dance is picture Saturday. Dance Saturday night. It's pretty pretty much how that's going to go. Down. Same here. So we shall see. Okay. Um, the race says, since when do high schools have dinner for homecoming? They, I think that's pretty. Maybe it's a Wisconsin thing, but they don't have it at dinner. It's not at, at, the at there. It's every ever... kid can go wherever they want. Some I'm, I'm sure are staying home and 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 having parents cook out or grill out or do certain things. In this particular case, mine. Are mine are going uh, to to a local restaurant, which, like I said, I think it's genius that they set it up and said, like, here's your six or eight items, yeah, uh, made meals, and here's the 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 flat <laughs> fee that's associated to any one of them. So I, no, that, I that's that's really a clever idea. Yeah. Um. So hopefully everything works up, uh, works out that way. Uh totally gonna switch gears for just a sec. Uh, I had the pleasure, of course. Jesus, quit sneezing. I'm just going to keep sneezing here, muting my microphone and sneezing, and everyone's going to hear it in the background, but not uh, at my mic. So 
of course, spent some time at Bevel and not just that. I actually I barely spent any time at Bevel. Now that I say that I was out, out in the Pacific Northwest for 13 ish days and didn't go to Bevel that often, believe it or not. Uh, but, uh, Justin, uh, was a gentleman that had a birthday as uh, one of the, the main components over there at Bevel. We had, on Sunday night, right before I left, uh, a bunch of people were invited over to Justin's. And Justin, who also disc golfs himself, he's he's now 41 or 40, 41, uh, 41 and plays Masters occasionally. He is, um, we there was a potluck, mac and cheese potluck. All right, mac and cheese for lunch today. Well, there were like six different mac and cheeses, so that was kind of unique. That in itself, everybody showing up um, and uh, getting ready for various mac and cheese. What then followed, besides one delicious uh, barrel-aged stout uh, barrel, yeah, anyway, what followed after that was a game that I don't know if you've played, but... Poetry for Neanderthals or Neanderthal poetry? I think it's pronounced Neanderthal, by the way, but yes. I've never (laughs) played it. Are you serious? Yeah, honestly. I think that it's not, I know it's TH, but I think it's pronounced with T. Okay, well, if it is. Poetry for Neanderthals, as you're going to say. Uh, and I have no idea. I that That's new to me. I've just never heard that. I'm I not have, saying it's not right. Yeah, no. Anyway, it, it I'll, I'll give you the insanely quick breakdown of it. It's like playing Taboo, except for I guess you don't have any words you can't use. So it's more like playing Catchphrase, but the, the clues you can give all have to be one syllable. You can say as much as you want but they can only be one syllable. So if the word you're trying to describe is ant, you can say small, bug, black, ground, you know, whatever. You can't say... Dirt, mound. exactly. You can't use anything more than one syllable words to then describe it. Ton of fun. Uh, We only were able to play one round before uh, the boring, you know, Jenkins Doss parents wanted to go home to their kid and their (laughs) newborn. Uh, Yeah, I think someone was watching him. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'd be curious to know if anyone else has played this. And as I'm looking at the board, uh, Aaron, you say that's a fun game. I'm curious as to if you've played it or if it just sounds fun. But it was a lot of fun. Again, it's. You have, there were two words on the card, basically. We'll use an, an example. Like, hard one yeah, like you had table, and then you had tablecloth. If you got somebody to say table, I think you'd get one point. If you got them to say tablecloth, if you were going after that, it, you'd get three points if you could get them. It, you know, hmm. um, I don't remember what all the more difficult, if it wasn't just an extra word or whatever. So anyway, it was, you would enjoy it. Oh, um, of course. I like it, games. It was, and it's so simple. It's just is so incredibly simple. That's why I say it's like a, it's basically catchphrase except for all the clues you give can only be one syllable. So had a lot of fun playing it. I just thought I'd pass that on along. That's about as random of a side note, which is exactly what the after show is for. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I did look up the pronunciation. Neanderthal. Wow. How do I not know this? Did you always know that? Um, not always. I think I learned this. Oh. 
seven or eight years ago. Okay. So in your like a, a, in, in your late thirties. Yeah, yeah. So which is saying like I shouldn't feel bad that no, I'm no, just I don't, not learning. No, this. I, I I don't think you should feel bad at all about this, but seriously. Yeah. How many other people knew that? Have we been dumb all this time? We have. Until our late 30s? Yeah. We were dumb. Yeah, because the first time I heard it. There's some irony in not knowing how to pronounce that word, right? (laughs) Yes, there is. Because the first time I heard it, I was like, why are they saying it like that? I remember it was a podcast um, when I I started listening to like five. No, maybe it was longer than that. It was like seven, ten years ago. And I was like, why are they saying it like that? And and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, because that's how it's really pronounced. I guess I'm dumb. Wow. Now everyone knows. Neanderthal. The TH is just a, not I, a th- I, I mean, it's I, before this weekend, I don't know how many times I'd actually said the word uh, anyway, but I'd probably say it once a decade yeah. when, I'm, when I'm referring to somebody huh. as a Neanderthal. Yeah, exactly. Well, didn't we look stupid? Oh, and then the other as referenced on the board. So it goes every other player, for instance, if you're in a big circle, mm-hmm. uh, every other player's on your team. And then the person, so you're, you wouldn't be on my team if we were Correct. sitting next to another one another. It then comes with an inflatable club. Oh, good. I get so to that as soon as you say a, a two-syllable two- word, I get to whack you. <laughs> nice. as, uh, for, and then it's for, game, and that's over. And then and that's the- like, well, then it's oh. that that your that word or card is disqualified. Sure. Whatever, erase, like, whatever the rule was. And I, I want to say it's like you get a minute or a minute and a half or two minutes to go through all your different, as many cards as possible. And for what it's worth, because I feel like this buttons up the story perfectly, the random mixture of people we had... Uh, most of which I had never met before when it was all said and done. Uh, after one complete round of going through the circle, it was like 45 to 3 or 45 to 5. We, we smashed. Wow. We crushed. Mm. We crushed. So you beat a bunch of Neanderthals. When it <laughs> apparently. Go. <laughs> apparently. Uh. <laughs> it's so, and it's, it's so crazy to try and think yeah. of talking that way. To, you know, to limit it, it was it was really an interesting. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. All right, can we get one? Uh, can we get Val one of those clubs when Terry mispronounces a name so she can hit him? Ah, uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I struggled mightily, not just with names. I just struggled mightily on day one of the broadcast. Just speaking, yeah, just like talking hmm. was hard. Well, sometimes I hate that. I feel like Especially I, on opening day. Yeah, I feel like I struggled a little bit today in the podcast saying some, trying to spit out some of those event names. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, then yes, we have Val ne- and Terry. Just go for Neanderthals and you just, just one, <laughs> one syllable words for the commentary. Uh, <laughs> just go far. Yeah. Uh, Dust is out on the board. Dust, good to see you. Uh, that's what he said too. Disco far. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I read Oh, is it you read yeah. it? Oh, I thought you guys were both uh, just in sync. Yes. Uh, good to see you out on the board. Uh, Simon in German is Zeman. Zeman. Um, trying to think of what else. Oh, uh, and then we had the yeah we had the podcast last Tuesday. That's I think when we, we do did. those uh, Wednesday. And I didn't even touch on this Wednesday. I ended up hosting a one round flex start in Bend and subtle flex. Yeah, exactly. Subtle flex. Uh, we ended up having, I think, 37 people come out. And I'm I'm so thankful to all of you that came out. I literally like made it public around like 6 o'clock <laughs> on Tuesday and kind of got it all finally locked and in. And how many people came out? 
And then, no, 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 I'm sorry. I guess it was about 4 o'clock because I went out to the league at 4.30 that night, right before the podcast started. I went out to the league. That's why I couldn't play in the league. I went Mm -hmm. out to the league. There was about 50 people lined up. They made their announcements. I said, oh, by the way, I'm doing a flex start out here tomorrow. (laughs) 37 people still showed up the next day. That's a heck of a turnout for a one day. It is because we had like 52 last year with a couple weeks notice. We still had 30 good notice. (laughs) We still had with a little more than 12 hour notice and me sending an email to everyone that played the year before. We still had 37 come up, excuse me, and play in the one round flex start. So thank you to the club. Thank you to everyone out there. Uh, I I really appreciate it. Matt, Michael, a couple of the guys, uh, Mike Bayshore, Liam, a handful of people also were just uh, crucial in making that all happen. So I want to just say thank you. Uh, everything was submitted. There's like one person whose PayPal didn't work. And uh, other than that, we also had no aces. So as promised on the red sheet, the entire ace pool was donated to Uplay. And I've already submitted all of that. Everything else has been submitted to the PDGA. So I just want to say thank you. Next year, I promise if I'm out there for for an extended period of time, I'll give you more heads up. And maybe we'll have one or two no, we flex starts. No, we uh, but thank you to everyone that came out. And played in that. It was a lot of fun. All right. Um, let's read on the board. Thoughts or maybe throw it on the mountain being the spot to take over while W.R. Jackson gets Beatles handled. Um, the, no, short answer is probably not. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure that still needs to happen at throw it on the mountain, especially if we want it to be of a major. major quality. We also have never had live out there. Not that that now we have more solutions than ever for live, but I know there has been spots when I've tested out there and it hasn't been great. Again, those are maybe that's a few years, few years removed. Um, But that property, I'm just going to go ahead and say, as far as I know, that property will still not be anywhere near in, in, in ready shape for a major, a major that we would really want and expect. And then you got to worry because then some people would say, yeah, I know it's here for the interim, you know, so there's still a few things that aren't done and people will quickly forget that. And then next thing you know, it'll get ripped apart and nobody really wants that to happen. So I don't see that happening. The fact that we're going to see, and we talked about this last week extensively, the fact that we're going to see that major at the end of the year, I still think is wild. But as I, of now, I, that's where it's at. I agree. I We talked all about it last week yeah, and how... So. How I think I would love to see a major, regardless of what it is, whether it was USDGC or or even go with Champions Cup and just move it somewhere and have it more towards the beginning of the year. But I understand. I'm not I don't know the details behind the scenes stuff um, like I do sometimes. I know nothing about that. So I, I will not make any judgment call or question anyone's decision as to what they're going to do. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I I don't know enough. I, I know what I would love to see. That is completely just a personal preference based on what uh, what probably can happen. Yeah, I I would love to still see just from a timing perspective. I wish the Champions Cup just got played elsewhere. That makes sense within the tour, mm-hmm. generally within our tour schedule, and have it just get played elsewhere and still maintain that time frame. That's what I'd love to see as well. Again. Fuel you, park. You nor I make those decisions, um, and it is what it is. How about they play it at Fuel Park, which is you know the pitch and putt, no hole over, you know, hundred and thirty feet, and it's just like elimination style. 
if you ever if you don't, don't birdie, birdie, you just get you're out. You're done. Yeah, just everyone plays. You don't birdie, you're out. Let, let's get silly with the. Uh, I mean, they the were going to have kind of a silly format in the first place. And they changed it. Let's That's let's true. go that way. Let's go pitch and putt. <clears throat> uh, Ray asked Terry, "How would you feel if your daughter had a date with a kid who was a disc golfer and recognized you oh. from DGN?" Have you wait? Have you seen this kid? A picture of him? I've only seen a picture. Does he have a big moppy head of hair? He does not. Okay. He does not. Looks looks like a pretty clean cut kid. Yeah, standard, okay. standard. I'll see a picture Basic, after the show. Clean cut kid. Yes. He'll show me. Um, seems nice enough. Let's call him out on the podcast. He'll never see it. <laughs> uh, Ray says, better question. Do you get recognized in public at all? Funny you ask. Uh, yesterday, well, during my layover in Denver, I went from Redmond, which I hate that effing 5 a.m. flight. I went from Redmond to Denver, which is pretty much my standard route. At the Denver airport, I saw a gentleman, I don't remember if he was walking toward me or near me or whatever, but I saw a gentleman with a pound bag, and at one point he looked at me, I looked at him, he kind of gave me a nod and said, what's up, or something of that nature, and said hi. Uh, So clearly a disc golfer obviously was sporting a pound bag. And then also, an hour or two later, I was actually just standing in an area, and... Uh, a gentleman walked by and I saw he had like a, a sand colored uh, grip bag on oh. and he, him, maybe he had a, a significant other or someone else with him. Maybe not. I don't recall, but he was walking by and he pointed at me and was like, Hey, the disc golf guy or something like that. I said, Hey, what's up? And he kept walking. So two different people, uh, two, at least two disc golfers that I came across at the Denver airport yesterday. So hello to, both of you gentlemen. Sometimes if we're standing around, we're all clearly getting on like a similar flight, you know, or, it, yeah. or a, a gate adjacent. We would have had more of a conversation. Both of these guys, I think, uh, had just gotten off planes and were going somewhere else. So I guess that answers your question, maybe. Hmm. Um, oh, outside of disc golf. No, nobody nobody would recognize me outside of disc golf. Yeah. Because that's the only way they would know me. Uh, my wife and I have this funny back and forth where when you were when you and I were in college looking back I would say we were relatively well known in the, in the in the college area because we had a very popular house that had parties we both worked at the computer lab which everybody had which to everyone had to go, to go to if you want to check your email there was only a few of them at the time yep. no one not hardly anybody had computers in their house back then. Um, At least even if you did, you probably didn't have internet at your house unless you were using net zero or something crazy. Mm -hmm. So you, everyone came to the computer lab and whatnot. So we, so we kind of knew a lot of people, my wife and I, when we first started dating, we'd be around the town and a lot of people would recognize me um, when we were out at bars or whatnot, completely flip flop. Now where my wife is much more of a social, not she's not more of a social person, but she knows way more people in communities because of her job. Uh, working for a nonprofit and doing all these presentations with all these people. Every time we see somebody uh, with a kid with special needs, but they, they seem to know my wife for whatever reason. And I'm now have now faded into the background, which I think is kind of funny. So it's, it's a complete change of, uh, of where we were, which is also funny because my wife would really rather have it the other way. She, she would rather fade into the background and have nobody know her. Me, I'm, I, I'm all about chatting and talking with people whenever I can. So mm. That's why you're always on Reddit making friends. Making friends on Reddit. You know me. Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, 
reading more on the board, uh, yeah, Dust is talking about having a springtime major and then the Pro Tour possibly moving to the IDGC as the uh, champion event. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, again, all of these decisions aren't by, made by us or maybe more importantly, like the quote-unquote shareholders, like literal or figurative shareholders or, or partners within the tour. Some of those decisions uh, aren't as easy or as practical maybe as we may all think they are. There's just so much that goes into it. I, I'm not disagreeing with the general concept of what you're saying, but because, uh, yeah, we would love to see them you know, see a springtime major uh, ultimately. But uh, Aaron says, we need more majors in California. California needs to bid on more majors. That's that's an easy uh, an easy answer that's more difficult than said, but it all starts with the bids, uh, good bids that yes. beat out other qualified bids for bids. Uh, but it starts with them giving, putting up a bid in the first place. Uh, homeschoolers would only homeschoolers with no Terry under eighteen. It's a uh, joke because they're watching, oh uh, no, they're watching. Well, because a lot of homeschoolers these days are becoming disc golfers. A lot of disc yeah. golfers are homeschooled. It's just uh, it Brad, aka uh, Disc Blaster, says Terry, you should call the kids' parents and say hi. I'm assuming, and maybe it's too late. I'm in the sense that I'm assuming I'll see them or probably meet them mm. at like the photo session on Saturday. Do I need to call ahead? Nah. Uh, let, let me put it this way. With what my daughters told me in 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 the how it all went down and how well she knows them, like I at this point 100% trust my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter. Kenzie, go to bed. <laughs> I 100% trust my 14-year-old daughter. Uh uh, my 12-year-old daughter, maybe a different story. Right, Kens? Uh, I, w- I, I, I trust you, Kens. I currently, I do too, to some degree. I, but my 14-year-old, I, I, I have full faith in her, in her current state of mind and judgment. Your 14-year-old is like 22. She's, she She's is, mature. Yes. Like, and she's just very smart. Like, yes, like so very that's why good I, head again, on her shoulders. I, I trust her judgment. Uh, neither got a selfie. No, neither of the gentlemen that, uh, in the airport, uh, did, which I've done before selfies, autographs, all that stuff. I've done that. And I, uh, more than obliging and happy to, but neither of them asked. And I'm, I'm not offended by that either, uh, that they didn't, uh, have you two ever lived together, been roommates for any extended time? Yes. One year. Yeah. That was thirty thirty three Kramer. Yeah. Just, just really the one year which would have been well that was the 99 into the 2000 yes. because we we celebrated the millennium uh at at that one particular house um so 99 into 2000 was the year we lived near each other we lived in dorms uh near each other and it within close proximity and we spent lots of times at each other's uh houses or or whatever throughout right. the years because that after that you moved in with Dane, right? Yeah, to thirty five seventy five Oakland. Yeah, yeah, you moved over to Oakland, moved up and, the street. Yeah, in, and prior into to the, that, into the apartment house, and then I moved in with our other roommate Pat, mm-hmm. um, and we we moved into like a, a like a, an apartment further away. Yeah, yeah, that, down on. Uh, and I lived with PSAT, obviously in the dorms, and then uh, over at seventeen oh two Geneva. 
Um, Amazing, yeah. you remember the addresses. Yeah, I, it's funny. I lived there for. I, I, I don't remember the addresses other yeah. than other than the the house where we lived. And then 30, our, our dorm Kramer. room was thirty four hundred Maryland. That was the yes, that one that I remember. So but there yeah. to Geneva, to uh, yeah to Kramer thirty thirty three, and the, and then to Oakland Ave. Oh, I did. Uh, where was I? I was oh I was I. I was in Bend this weekend, okay. and I ran into a gentleman who went to UWM mm. and was talking to me about some of these very streets and mm. uh, talked about, you know, kind of living by Riverside, the high school, and so on and sure. so forth. So kind of funny. Small world. Rasks. Who had to mow the grass? Um, we had a push mower, I remember. Like did, a non-electric. D- did we have to, though? But, I thought I, they came and did but it. But they came and did it. But we, yeah. ha- but we had a push mower. I remember that. Yeah, they, the as part of our rent, that was a, a you know typical mm-hmm. uh, yeah. college house, so to speak, that had a lower and upper flat. Uh, the three yeah. of us lived on the lower flat. Another set of people lived on the upper flat, and then the the landlords, who were your typical college, you know, landlords, <laughs> uh, came and actually did that. Um, bet cables and stuff. Uh, I bet JVD with like cables and stuff, but Terry with beer. I mean, soft drink cans and trash. No, Terry's always been a very clean living, a clean person as far as living. And and we didn't. I couldn't afford any electronics at that point. I, I was literally scraping by for uh for rent most months. Uh, I, I remember depositing checks that hadn't cleared yet into ATMs. Knowing that my paycheck was going to hit like the next day, <laughs> no, so I could make rent for that month, um, if we weren't throwing a party or something. And then when we'd throw a party in the basement, we'd all just it would just you know we'd split the money and that would be fine. Yeah, um, which I had to give Doss the rundown again of how our hell. parties went, which is another that's maybe whole, for another day. Uh, that's a whole other. Uh, but story, they were yeah. they were good but, typical college college parties. Yeah, uh, would we live together in an old folks home? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe, but probably not. Maybe probably. Um, Terry and Johnny, have you moved to an old folks home beside a disc golf course? I mean, yeah, you would think that the facility, the facility, we have a few holes. Yeah, wheelchair friendly, <laughs> and uh, a little pitch and putt course. Uh, Carney said, "I had a C sixty four back then. Save program. Not then. You didn't. Carney saved that, programs to a cassette tape. The C sixty four would have been like back in." Like the mid nine or sorry mid eighties, we we were we we're talking like early two thousands. You're talking yeah late late super late nineties you know, and early two thousands. Probably f- maybe just the first Pentium processors back then, the first five eighty sixes. Because I think when I was in right, I think my senior year of high school, I got my four eighty six DX Turbo. Where the turbo button, you thought everyone thought it would make it go fast, but it really doesn't. It really just slows it down, honestly. <laughs> and then so the Pentium processors came out after that. So that that would have been maybe Pentium, maybe Pentium two. That could have been the Pentium two days. Oh yeah, good stuff. Uh, you're going to use minis instead of tennis balls for your walkers. Yes, that that uh, seems like those I, would glide along nicely. I have used minis to move furniture. You slide yeah. them under under couches or yeah. under refrigerators, and they slide much yeah, easier. Who needs who needs those uh, whatever slider couch slider things as seen on TV when you can have minis? Yeah. That's that's a good call. No, we did use our computer as a DJ though at the yes. time. We yes. we had a computer upstairs in our living room that we ran cords down through the floor. 
into speakers so we could run mp3s that we just probably got from napster yep and then we could just take it the best part was you could take requests because yeah, exactly. it would you could be able to download the song and and get it if those you, were the early early days of mp3s and like it being a, a, a big deal to be able to do that so people definitely thought that was a little cooler rather than relying on a on a CD player of any kind, yeah. the fact that you could just click on the MP3s, which clearly sounds all laughable to Winamp. kids these days, yeah. Yep. But uh, back in the time, to- back in the day, all right, I, Carney, I do remember the Star Trek game that was on twelve floppies. It it was pretty cool. Uh, Ray says, "Are you the most famous or publicly notable person from your high school class?" Our I would s- doubt it. Well, uh, probably not. No. no, from well, from our high school class. The class of 96. Uh, there's some people that uh, just by digging no. around on Facebook throughout Steph- the years. No, Stephanie There's James. a few people that have gone on to do some pretty uh, yeah. amazing stuff for sure. So I, I yeah. would not assume so. And again, I guess you could. There's obviously people that are way more financially set. There's also oh. people that are more yeah. uh, that have done way bigger, more impactful things. Uh, than I, us? I would, really? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you people on a Tuesday night about frisbees that we were throwing in high school. Yeah, I think people have gone on to do much bigger, better things, but uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, Dust says, I am sorry. Actually, it was the Pentium 4 with HT technology back in in your first computer days. Um, (laughs) Yes, floppy drives. Remember them. Uh, Dondo says, class of 95. I graduated with Michael Burndage. Rundage? Dude invented Xbox. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I was, cool. There's a reason I didn't know the name because I, I, I was not a gamer or console guy I didn't at know all. That either. So there's no way I would have ever put two and two together. So thank you. Um, you ever get a Terry's a, uh, a tour of Terry's disc golf basement or warehouse? Yes, that will all be in the works at some point. I'll take a quick sideways uh, slant into seeing uh, more Sex and Firebirds have been released. Now, I want to say they're on like fourth today fourth or fifth set of releases that we've got yourself a handful of them yeah i got them the very first release yeah i knew you did which happened right at uh during the middle of the press conference for worlds i happened to just brian was asking a question i was able to uh, jump on i got all the ones that i needed they have now had four or five separate drops you guys can correct me if if uh it's been more but i think there was just a drop today and I don't know how many are, have been w- within each drop. I'm guessing anywhere from two to 5,000, maybe even upwards of 10,000 per drop. So there's been quite a few. Um, I ain't mad as a collector. I've got some. They may or may not ever grow substantially in value. It doesn't matter at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm fully bought in. So I've got enough uh, <laughs> for the year for me. Um. Yeah, yes. Oh, a couple more. Uh, yeah. If anyone cares, which I'm sure some of you do. Little Luca and the Jenkins household uh, is doing very well. So a lot of people have asked. Uh, he turned eight weeks two days ago, and uh, he's doing well. Nate, Val, everyone doing well. Uh, but Luca is chugging along doing eight-week-old baby things <laughs> so far. And, and knock on wood, and I told them this. I said, hey, every time I'm around, he seems to be a pretty happy and content baby. Obviously, there's a lot of feeding and a lot of sleeping, 
uh, going on there. But for the most part, it's I, I'm happy, not, not that I'd have any say in it, but I'm happy that every time I've gone over to visit or been there for hours upon hours, it's not uh, constant screaming. So, so far, so good for the brand new uh, baby and uh, new uh, parents. <laughs> you and I, yeah, we think back to what they're going through now. Yeah. And you think back to that 12 or 13 or 14 years ago. God bless them. God bless them. <laughs> All right. Let's do some giveaways. Let's do and some And then we'll see if there's giveaways. anything else we have to talk about. But in the meantime, I know we've got some giveaways. Uh, and we're going to do two of them. I don't think we did one last week. That is correct, Terry Miller. We, Since I was out of town. We have 134 people eligible for our giveaway tonight. And if you would like to be eligible for our giveaway, you know the answer. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Yeah, that's right. Um, you can join for as little as a dollar a month and be eligible for our giveaways. The more you give, the more um, the more options you have for rewards. At the $2 level, you get your name in the uh, credits like I just showed right before the after show. I did, I did up the, update those tonight because somebody had asked, um, hey, when do you update those? And I was like, it has been like... Almost, it had been almost a month, and usually I, when I see a new Patreon supporter come in, I will update them, um, but I actually had missed somebody, so I felt bad about that, so the name should have been on there now. Um, if you're at the $3 level, you get, uh, ooh, speaking of which, we need to start looking at our yearly disc that we give away, our Sweet. yearly collector disc, and at the $5 level, you get yourself a mini that goes on our mini wall. We haven't had one of those in a while. Um, I do have one that's sitting... I'm not going to lie. I have oh. one that's sitting in my email I need to order. Usually I order them in groups of like four or five, but if I don't get another one sometime soon, at that point, then I will just uh, I will order just a one-off. And All who, these I, weirdos staring at me. I yeah, like it. I do too. Thank you. I do too. All those people, super supporters. Love them all. Especially that one right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks good. Yep. All right. You're looking at one with your picture on it, you weirdo. <laughs> so again, patreon.com slash smashbox TV. We thank all of our supporters. Without you guys, this would be way less possible. And let's give something away. 134 people eligible tonight. Terry Miller. It's sorted by email address tonight. Ooh. So what do you want to what number should we draw first? I think um Let's go to second number. So our first number is 28. Our second number is 77, 77. So I'm going to scroll up just a little bit. That would be Matthew Bartholomew. Matthew Bartholomew. That's a name I have not read before. He's no. a re- he's relatively new. So he is at Damn. the he's at the three dollar level. Don't canceling your Patreon because now you got your money's worth. <laughs> I was going to say he's given us a total of twelve total dollars, and so and he now is officially we, ahead. He's officially going to be officially ahead. Congratulations, Dang. Matthew! Thank you very much. Out of Pennsylvania, um, I'm going to mark him. Oh yeah, just as a quick reminder, I said it earlier in the show, but I'll shout him out again. Chuck Conley. Uh, and the PDGA US Women's uh, disc that we have. But That's Chuck great. and Discraft, thank you. Chuck handed me these a few months ago and uh, worked out well to be able to give them away this particular show. Uh, Chuck, uh, well, we've got a Heat and we've got a Buzz SS, two separate US Women's great. discs. Two great discs, two discs that are literally in my bag. Not those two. No. Although they could be if I just swiped them. 
Yes. But I do I have a Buzz SS in my bag, and I have a Heat in my bag right now, which I'd never thrown before, and I put it in my bag last time I went out to play just to mess around with it because it's a little more flippy, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a little older, and it's a little harder for me to flip things. Mm-hmm. I used to be able to flip destroyers, and now I don't. No. It's weird. No, you don't. I do not anymore. You do not. All right. And, uh, yeah, so Matthew gets the first one. And uh, I say the very next number you draw. The very next number. So uh, right now. I'm thinking of Kristen, two-time world champ, and then now, well, I think she's actually two-time U.S. women's champ, but whatever. Okay. That didn't make sense. So Not at all. Our very next number is 124. 124. So let me scroll down. Bloop. Um, 124 is, oh, no, it's it is. not. It's Tim Quartz. Tim. One of the most regulars ever. Yeah. Tim, who has done artwork for us, who's in, congratulations, Tim. And it's not Tyler Brickley, who's right below him. Right below him. Tyler. And as much as I love him, it's not Tumo right above him, because that means we don't have to send anything overseas. No. They always, they always cost more. We love you overseas, oh. people, but it does cost us a little more. But we still, <laughs> yes. we do it anyway. We do it anyway. Uh, is that, uh, it looks like out of Parnu, I'm going to assume Parnu, Estonia, because that's, I, I don't know if there's other Parnus, but Parnu, Estonia. Uh, but anyway. Tim, Tim's not out of Parnu. No. Tim's out of Ohio. So congratulations, Tim. You win. Dang. Ray. He's probably not even on the board tonight. I, what would be the odds of that? No he's kidding. on the board almost every single night. But <laughs> That's crazy. But tonight, he's, I haven't seen him. I've seen Ray. Yes, but Ray also jumped in on the super chat. Oh, so thanks, Ray. Ray. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you all got to work on a documentary probably about the history of live disc golf. Um, Yeah, that would be fun. I think neither of us are really documentarians, but it, we, we definitely have stories to tell. And if someone were to ever want to do that, we would gladly. Oh, I got all sorts of stories. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, uh, I'd be gladly put my information in there. Uh, again, thank you, Ray. Also, Doc, who jumped in on a super chat earlier. Uh, appreciate it. So thank you very much. All right, sweet. So a couple of discs that we'll, uh, we'll be able to get sent out. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Uh, Thinking of Patreon, thinking of how, you know, of course, as usual, Disc Golf Guy channel has been incredibly light as I'm working on uh, the live Disc Golf Network stuff primarily. Yeah, it's going to ramp up. I'm starting to think about events that are coming up. If you want advertising space or if maybe you want to support me via Patreon or whatever, just we know that we're rolling into now my post-production life and season. Things like the Phoenix Phoenix Ladies Open, things like Chainhawk Open, may or may not see some action from the Halloween Classic in Vegas. Then comes you know other Arizona events, often things like Maricopa, Shelly Sharp, those are types of events that are usually kind of in the lineup. So, and and there could be even more, of course, but those are some that jump out at me right off the top. So, uh, appreciate all the support from you guys. Carney says, when the catch cam person tracks the disc and it lands inches from them, I'm impressed, not even a flinch sometimes. And that's a perfect way to word it because you never want to be that, that man or woman that gets hit, obviously. And, there, there is something to be said about how you're watching it come in. Are you watching through an eyepiece? Are you watching the LCD screen? Are you able to watch the LCD screen with one eye kind of over it and then actually seeing how close it's getting to you? When do you start getting nervous? All very legitimate concerns and part of being a catch cam uh, for certain. It is 
Catch cam is, generally speaking, much more difficult, I would say, than throw cam if you're doing it really well. Yeah. Catch cam is definitely more difficult uh, because, obviously, it could be coming from almost anywhere, it feels as if, or going anywhere. And when you're at the throw, you're, you, you have a much better sense of, for sure, where it's coming from and where it's going. So, Terry, do you have any time-lapse prototypes? I don't. I don't believe I'm going to admit this. Hmm... But I will. Maybe it's helpful to me. I got the email as an MVP vendor, and I did seemingly did not fill out the vendor form quick enough to get my 10 prototype time lapses. So if anyone would... possibly like to trade something for a time lapse. I would love to own one for the sake of owning one. I clearly am not asking for anyone to <laughs> trade up or give me nine out of their 10. I would like to own one for the sake of owning one, which clearly then would never probably never get sold. Uh, so if, if anyone knows anyone that's in that, it would be interested um, but yeah, I, I feel silly. I went to go fill out the form finally, whenever that was, and it like wasn't available on the form when I downloaded or something of that nature. And that uh, was obviously between Worlds and MVP because I feel like that's when the announcement happened was right around Worlds. And then by the time I did fill it out, it wasn't on the form to get. So, and let me quickly, you guys heard me talk a few minutes ago about Sex and Firebirds. I didn't get any of the April Fools ones from this year. If you at all know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Uh I would there too would love to trade potentially. I'm not paying top dollar to anyone <laughs> that has them. <laughs> but if you're up for some and it could be maybe a regular Firebird from from the runs later in the year or it could be any other disc, I'm far more inclined to trade for something of that nature. I same thing. I'd like at least one. I'd love a handful, but I'd like at least one. Mitchell Maloney says he can hook you up to you. Oh, Mitch! I don't. I think he's talking about the Simon. One, either either but. one. I would be. Uh, I would be so. I again. We all know I love to collect and hoard, and then sometimes I get around to selling. When it comes to things like these, when I when I didn't get any of the April Fool's Firebirds and I didn't get any of the time lapses, I just want one to be legitimately in my collection. Ray asks, thoughts on how MVP is handling the release of the Simon line? Some vendors are selling them for way above MSRP, but MVP is creating false scarcity. Uh, and Dust responds right away that says, it's not false scarcity. The prototypes are scarce. I mean, ultimately, it is false scarcity in the fact that MVP could release a whole bunch of the prototypes and they choose just to release a f- just a specific number of prototypes. They have that choice. Um, I... Uh, so, I mean, it's really their decision, but, I mean, it's a prototype for a reason. Yeah, they sold it as such. They flat out said, yeah. we're, we're going to limit, no matter how big or small of a dealer you are, Yeah, if you're a dealer of ours, you can get 10 of them. That's it. Yep. No matter what. The people that are doing $10 million of MVP sales or $10 of MVP sales, they limited them to 10, and then they put them at a higher MSRP, it's like forty dollars or something, yep. right? For the yep. MSRP on the and, Simon um, Protos. So it, it it was unique. It was certainly unique in how they did that. 
I can understand both sides. We've talked about this, you know, countless times about here's the thing at the end of the day. And I say this all the time at the end of the day, as a guy who owns 10,000 discs or more, more probably now way more actually. But at the end of the day, no, you you'll live like I get everybody. I just said, I would like a couple of the discs, but if I don't get my hands on them, I'm going to live. And so when it comes down to either supply and demand and capitalism, scalping, whatever, all the different phrases we could talk about, good, bad, and and everything in between, at the end of the day, you're going to live. Or at least this won't be the thing that kills you or shouldn't be. It's a Frisbee. It's a piece of plastic. I understand there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of theories and, and ways to go about all of these things. I heard this plastic cures cancer, though. you'll live. And that's that's what I think there's... And I'll say that of any disc that gets released by any manufacturer, people are like, oh, it's not fair. I can't, I'm not going to. I get it. You you may want the newest special blend jawbreaker, such and such, blah, 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 that you think will be ideal for you. You'll probably be able to get your hands on it at some point. But if you didn't get one of the first ones, you're still going to live. You'll be just fine. Uh, somebody asked earlier, and they asked again here tonight, with... Have you noticed the similarities between the Smashbox logo and the Simon Lines logo? Here's the funny thing. Somebody posted that. It might have been you, you, Pro Troll, on my personal, either the Smashbox or or on my Disc Golf Guy account. Similar. I don't. I don't think it's that similar. I don't. You need an S. You know, if you're going with Simon. Simon line or lines, one could argue. You see, you know, you see there's the three the lines and there. There's lines and um, I even if it was, even if it was very similar, and I saw like a stark, you know, absolute like locked in similarity. Clearly, whoever previously worded it, they worded it as if somehow we copied them, which is obviously insane. Um. I just assume Simon is such a big fan of ours. He went to MVP and said, listen, I know we can't take the Smashbox logo. That would be rude. Mm-hmm. But could we? But but can, but I would like something like they inspired by. No, no like, he doesn't. It, to, me, to me, what it looks way more like, and you have to be a little bit old school for this, a little bit. It looks far more like, what was Juan? Juan uh, oh, yeah. Juan's company that eventually Before did, he became part of Joe Mez. I don't believe I'm spacing on it. It wasn't high school. I know, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's going to drive me crazy. Uh, if you looked at any old, super, well, relatively old Joe Mez stuff, Juan. Mm. You could probably just look in your email. <laughs> uh, that's so frustrating that I cannot think of what he called. Is that his last name? No. No, no, no. Um, oh. uh, yeah, that that you're right, a hundred percent. You're right that that's more what it looks. It like. It looks so much more uh, spin size. Uh, uh, something. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, sorry, you guys are all waiting. <laughs> oh, those are all listed different. What? Somebody, come on, somebody chime in. You got to know Juan, who created all the graphics for Jomez, the for the longest time was part owner of Jomez worked and did things for people like Netflix um and his company and I'm I just cuz I can't think of how no, it's not spin. it's not spin tv that no, was it's not spin but it starts with an s um it's that's crazy that's going to drive me so 
so uh, make me so frustrated though. Yeah, it does look a lot like that. It, the, it reminds me so much more of that particular uh, design. You're not going to find it. I'm not going to find it in the way in which I'm going about it. Um, that's so frustrating. How's our board? Well, how's our board not on top of this? I don't know, Terry. Uh, so now you're going to have to sit and listen to us search on our own. Well, we're not going to search. We're just... If the right people were watching... Oh, there it is. There it is. All right. Hold on. I'll bring it up here. Thank you. It looks so much more like that. Juan Garcia. Speak media? No. Media speak? No. What, what, what country? Disc golf? That must just get referenced in there. Yeah. Click. Um, but that's the, just... lo- that's the logo. Yeah. Yes, it's called Media Speak. Why? No, no, no. That was like a a, a, oh, that was... a section of uh, articles that they did. Oh, about Overstable Studios. Overstable. Ah, there's the because it's the O and the O S. and an S. It looks so much more. Thank Inspired you. Oh my that. gosh, folks. Anyway, I knew you wouldn't be able to sleep without it. Terry. No, thank you. And, it, yeah, and then so we end overstable. the show and sit here and search and search and search. Yes, and... it looks far more like that. That's immediate when I first saw it. I'm like, oh, they redid the Overstable Studio logo. That's the, that's that's what I thought. I don't think it's quite. I mean, it, it's. Can you bring them up for everybody? Uh, Let's I, see if I, I'm if I'm I crazy can, or not. I can. Can you? All right. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, show, so I'll, show I'll, the world. I'll, I'll bring this. Whoop. So here's the Overstable Studio, and then we jump over to this one. Simon line. So, I mean, this one much has, more similar. This one has an S in it with a with an O circling. And this one is an S more in a circular design, sure. but it doesn't truly have like a circle. This one has less of an S. I mean, it's one; it's a full S in a circle. This one has an S inside of a circle. But I mean, it's three. It's three basic lines that make a circle. I can understand how. I can understand how that. Works. Well, dust is on the board, which uh, doesn't sound crazy after he's wording it this way. He he's saying. And I don't know where you got that information, Dust. I uh, that it ha- has maybe some more of a speed limit sign. Uh, looks like a Germany no speed limit sign. Well, the Germany no speed limit sign. Okay, looks that, looks kind of like this. Th- th- I can now understand, obviously, especially because they kept with, it black with circle in the lines. Uh, I could across. see where there's some of that influence. Where I'm looking at this 60 mile per hour, yep. uh, or 60 probably kilometers per hour. Um, I I could see that as an inspiration. 100%. That makes that makes yeah. perfect sense. Obviously, Simon honestly probably had no clue about the overstable <laughs> studio. And no, he. Would. I'm sure he. I I guarantee you. That he never thought of that, like that he would looked at that and it probably never crossed his oh, mind. I, it like, might not have, but it should have. Uh, maybe. I mean, he, yes, he could have remembered that, but uh, that overstable studio that was so here and gone in like two years. It was like two years that one. Well, because he absolved. Yeah, because he went into because he went into part of Jomez, and then that kind of vanished. The overstable studio vanished. So it was. That's why. I mean, I don't blame the the. 
I don't blame our uh, our web board for not knowing. I do. The- I expect more of them. You guys are the smartest disco fans in the world. I mean, you're they here. Are. They are. So it's true. Anyway, yes. So for our viewers, there's there's a few things to Google for you. A, a German no speed or no no speed limit sign. Also, overstable studios, uh, who was the uh, graphic and a owner slash graphics and an overall huge impact and inspiration to awe everything that took Jomez to yet another level. Uh, I wonder if Juan still does any disc golf stuff. Uh, if, he if he does, did, I don't think it's just kind of uh, it's outwardly known or yeah. facing. Just kind of took the money and ran on to the next project. I believe he's yeah no longer part of uh, any of the Joe Mess. No, crew, so. no, he's not. Anyway, uh, uh, Doc says I thought the Nick and Matt fans were the smartest disco. Mm. <laughs> no, that's cute. We, we can. First of all, they're on Mondays. How smart is that? It's not. Yeah. I mean, come on, Monday Night Football and yeah, other that's... stuff. I don't know. Like I like Nick and Matt, but I don't oh, like their, I, love I don't like their fans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably half of our people right here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, clearly their fans are not that bright, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> and, Tim and granted, Tim I, said, I watch Tim who's sometimes. a graphic designer says <laughs> Google monogram logos parallel lines. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Monogram. And please tell me it's just a direct 100% rip off of somewhere. lines. Okay, so I mean, Paige Pierce is in there. It looks like just like the Paige Pierce one. Ah, uh, yeah. The letter P logo looks very similar to the Paige Pierce one. Almost a hundred percent. I I'm just saying I don't know if Pages comes if it's flat at the bottom if it's well, angled hers, like that. I mean, hers is also different because it um, she's PP. Yeah. Yeah, I I like well, of course I like pages better because it's, it's, it's thicker clearly, lines. Well, and it's clearly two P's, which makes perfect sense mm-hmm. due to the yeah. P. I mean, uh, as we all know, so difficult. Uh, I have a great picture. I mean, of it, being it, in uh, Istanbul for one night. We were there coming back from Croatia a couple years ago. All disc golf related, of course. Everything on the up and up here. Uh, no, but there's uh, like a. It's either maybe a uh, subway or a bus station. It is the Paul Macbeth logo, the PM in it. It is mm. it is uncanny how almost identical I, it is to his logo. I just think that I mean, there's only so many ways you can do certain things. Too. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think that when it comes so. to design, there there are especially when you're coming talking about letter and yes. lettering. There is letter so designs. there's so little left that you can't probably draw some sort of parallel to another company. So. Yeah, it was, uh, I just, (laughs) I remember seeing it in the streets and be like, what is, what is Macbeth's, why is his logo here? Uh, Maybe I was in Turkey. I don't know where I was. Anyway. um, Don't know. So, yeah, a few people have posted about similarities. I I don't, I like, I see it kind of, but not really. I I think way more of the, uh, of the Overstable Studios logo. Google MG Car Company and C. Missy Gannon merch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody has... and uh, Some influence. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's influence versus... Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I, no. I, I don't know if it's influence versus just there are... You know, when we did the Smashbox logo, someone had come to us 
and said, oh, hey, there's another logo that looks very similar to your Suzuki. ass. We look, our logo does look similar to what you'd find with Suzuki. Uh, I don't think there's any denying Oh, that. sure. Yeah, I guess with their S. Like, they've got the full In S. In some form or, uh, or another, yeah. As opposed to our... Yeah, uh, there's also box. a local uh, touch touch point or some kind of like church or something of that touch point church or something like that. There's an uh, that's not it. Anyway, there's something else that I've seen on multiple trucks where I'm like, "What's your logo?" Like, <laughs> John, yeah. what did you buy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I will also say, and and correct me if I'm wrong, folks, but we believe in that you got to keep this in mind for for. Uh, your uh, any kind of uh, trivia night, Ooh. to our knowledge, Dutch Napier, Batman. To our knowledge, Batman, the only person on the planet with a Smashbox TV logo uh, tattoo. I think so. If if that's not the case, we want to know more. But as far as we know, Batman, aka I think it's Dutch Napier and uh, Isaac Robinson. They're only two. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, his uh, Dutch is uh, is on his calf slash leg, yeah. uh, I believe, if I recall now. And uh, Isaac's is on his like back. It's like his whole back. Oh, I thought it was his lower back, but Just, oh, maybe I maybe I misheard. Yeah. So Dutch, the only one that we know of that has a Smashbox, and it, I mean a legitimate. It's not like he had some other company that happened. No, it's a, it's the official Smash Smashbox tattoo uh, logo as a tattoo. So we love you, Dutch. Uh, I think he finished. Second. Second, this last weekend. So Did. we got that in there. You know who didn't win this weekend, probably? Brian Schweber. Caddying. How dare he? Yeah. What's he stuck on, like, 381? Schweberger. Take a quick look. 381. Embarrassing. Sad. Embarrassing that you, you didn't win a whole weekend without up. winning, Schwebby. <laughs> <laughs> we are disappointed. How is there not, like, a flex start C tier in one of the other... Courses or something that started at you know four p.m. that he could get in after on. caddying exactly. He'll play a quick round. Yeah. So Schwebby, uh, Schwebby still at a measly three eighty one. We're at four seventy three, so it's a race. He's, he's got work. He's got work to do. That's for sure. All right, guys. I think that's enough. Unless you guys have anything else, we need. Uh, Ray says I used to draw the Smashbox S in grade school decades ago with an off offset, six vertical lines you can connect with diagonals. Yeah, wasn't there a phrase for that that everybody? I never did that. I don't. I recall. thought there was like some. Yeah, that lots of people did something like that. Stat Mando would know a good call. Flying Dutchman, Kentucky proud for sure. <laughs> Tim says I have a Suzuki tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, did you erupt earlier? Were you here? He he heard it. We were on the TV and he wasn't paying attention. And he heard. Yeah, oh, I don't know if it still counts. <laughs> we Tim, we hold you to higher standards that you should be actively paying attention because you're here almost every Tuesday night. So if you're not actively paying attention and responding within seconds of your name being it called. It was pretty close, though. <laughs> it's, all right. It's hard, it's hard to right. judge with the delay, Terry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to him. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, pretty, as usual, pretty random night. And uh, we, we have to thank Lance for joining us in the regular show. I think I think that was about as insightful as we could have possibly asked for. It's a great for. interview. Yeah. For not having the champion, uh, a champion of the event. 
having Lance give us all the history and the background and the details of that course that was so uh, well-revered and uh, respected and, and admired was awesome. Chuck Conley, we appreciate you. I know it got really late, and uh, we, we got your shout-outs in here for running a great event and for donating the plastic, and uh, just hats off to you and your whole crew yet again. I'll say it for like the fifth time because it's certainly deserving. For all of our amazing Smashies and Patreon and Super Chatter people out there, we love you all. We love you more than uh, anyone else, in fact, especially those Nick and Matt fans. Oh, we love you way more than the Nick and Matt fans love their love their fans. Yeah, but seriously, thank you guys I for I heard them talking us. smack about their fans. Next week, Just we're saying. pre-USDGC. I think I'm here that night yet. And uh, Tuesday? Yeah, still here. So pre-USDGC, but looking forward to talking about it. And uh, then, yeah, next week, big week. For Johnny V, I'm the Disc Golf Guy. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox.